Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast with you as always is Bob live in the lounge staring at the Ouija board. Super stoked for uh, tonight's guest. Uh, I was thinking about how I would introduce him and uh, I was recalling this morning um, my humble beginnings at Plymouth White March High School, riding the bus to high school for the first time in ninth grade. And after my bus stop, there was another bus stop and there was a gentleman who would wait for the bus and every morning he would have his stereo headphones on and he'd be listening to mixtapes and there was something different i mean other people listen to music but there was something different about this this guy like he looked like it dictated his life it looked like music was like what made him get up in the morning then he'd get on the bus and then i'd observe him in his you know seat just jamming out to the music like totally into it then later um I discovered he was in a band in high school, a band that, uh, you know, I still think about maybe once a month. Uh, that band was called Dole. Um, he's gone on to do uh, many different things with music throughout his career, and I'm super stoked to have him here on the show tonight. The first person that I ever thought that was truly affected by music the way that it was for me, almost like, you know, being possessed by a demon. Mr. Neil Ramirez on the show. How are you, sir? I'm really well. How are you, Bob? Does that Thanks. does that like estimation fair sum up like your experience in high school listening to mixtapes and stuff like that? Yeah, it, it definitely does. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I love your podcast. Thanks, and, buddy. Uh, yeah, we go back a long ways back to the high school days. And and yeah, I mean, I think we were both and still are just uh, music, music uh, lovers and obsessives. And and you recognize that, you know, going back and thinking back to high school, you uh, we were so um you know, defined by what we liked or what we thought was was cool and what our friends thought was cool. And and it's just a, it was a fun time and, and great memories. Um, yeah. <laughs> Isn't it weird? So like I, I, I talk about it quite a bit on the show, how it was that you were. You were defined like your music selections were your Instagram posts of the 90s in a way, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like the shirts that you wore or like the. um stuff that you wrote on your binder for everybody to see like these are the things that have time has forgotten like yeah <laughs> do, you, do you remember like the blue binders where like people would like to like mark her up their favorite bands on it or something oh, like yeah. that yeah you catch women be like who's who is ministry i have to check out this band <laughs> ministry you know and uh yeah we, we both come from that that product of um when music meant more than just like you know a like a download or like a clickable yeah. stream of sorts. It was a, a commodity, a possession to be had. Yeah. And like, not so much in, you know, nowadays you have algorithms and I think about that a lot, you know, I, and I use Spotify. I love, I do love listening same. on there, but at the same time, there was something about having to seek it out and, and um, you know, kind of claim it as your own and, you didn't have instant access to everything. <laughs> no, you but, didn't. And it, it, our funnel too was like through, you know, the geist of um, Hit Parader or like Circus yeah. Magazine or like yeah. uh, Rolling Stone. But like, you know, um, you didn't live with the musical artists back in the day like you do now. You know, you didn't have that daily check-in on the Instagram story with, you know, um, Anthony Kiedis in the 90s or something like that. You know, yeah. he'd probably be great at it in the 90s, by the way. But. Oh, yeah. Were you a big mixtape guy? I was, man. And I still like enjoy like making like playlists <laughs> like yeah. on Spotify, yeah. you know? Yep. Um, but the mixtape <laughs> thing was such a process for like it was my Friday night. Yeah. Like I would like get like pens and like write specifically like cool titles and stuff and like yeah. <laughs> uh, 
how much information I would want to fit on the line oh, and, you know, the sharing best. them with friends, you know, yeah. trading. Yeah, that was the best. That's how you shared music is, you know, oh, I, you know, because CDs were $20 back then. So it was like, you know, we didn't have expendable income. So it'd be like, oh, you buy that one. I'll buy this one. We could tape them, dub them for each other. Mm -hmm. That was awesome. Taping off the radio, um, yeah. not getting the song. And like also too, like not knowing who that band was, but hearing a song and like not having the access for maybe a week or two. Like I remember when I heard... Um, what was the band? Oh, the first time I ever heard, uh, I think it was, I think it was Soundgarden. I had no yeah. idea who they were for like a week, but it was like uh, tracks off Bad Motorfinger. And I was like, who is this band? And then like, I was like, oh, that's Soundgarden from the magazine and then matching the picture to the sound, you know, it was yeah. like, it's a, a foreign place now that's like gone from existence, but I live in still daily as I try to consume music, you know, and like yeah. I get excited still about music. Like I, yeah. I like um, discovering stuff. I do like the Spotify algorithm. I, at first, I was against it. I've documented here on the show, and now yeah. I'm like, I love it. Yeah, because I would never find bands, but I think one basically, thing I, yeah. No, you tell me. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say one thing I like about Spotify is if yeah, you could kind of go down a lot of avenues. I think of it like you know being in a really big record store like i think of uh hollywood uh, amoeba mm -hmm. and that's just like you could get lost in there for hours i i kind of think if you are the kind of person that likes to do that and experiment or find new things you you know it doesn't really matter what medium you could definitely do that on spotify too and and it's an incredible mm -hmm. resource it is a good resource is it amoeba on um in hollywood is it still open i heard it was going to close yeah, down they moved um i have not been to the new one but they moved so they uh, moved out of that spot yeah they moved from sunset of about like a the few arc blocks light, right? over yeah and now they're on hollywood boulevard um near the pantages i think that's what i heard yeah that's just weird i like that building it was in i remember yeah. um yeah like the idea of getting lost with music do you remember um rainbow records back here yes remember that that was something I big. Do. it was like like posters that you would only be able to get down South Street or the Jersey Shore, you could get there. Where and was then Rainbow? Disney, Rainbow was in the shopping center, East Norton Shopping Center. And then yeah. the other one, who, whom I would love to have on the show, he must be <laughs> in his 70s, is the owner of uh, Disco Round on Ridge Pike. Disco Round Remember? was incredible. Yeah, okay, so Disco Round for the folks out there who are you know not in the age bracket <laughs> we are, but maybe there's some, but Disco Round was, you would like just recycle music. You would bring CDs, trade him, he would give you like what two dollars, three dollars per CD, and then you would accumulate money. I think there was even a club, and <laughs> yes. you could get like demos and like you know other music. But I remember seeing you there quite a bit. Yeah, I loved it. I liked that I could walk there because I couldn't drive, so that mm -hmm. was about one mile from where I grew up. So I could easily walk there, spend a couple hours. They they were pretty reasonably priced. I think seven ninety nine was the average price. Yeah, I think so. You recall, and then if it was like a hot ticket item, it'd be eight ninety nine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did you remember? <laughs> oh yeah, I remember the hot ticket items. The red, yeah. it was like a red sticker or something, right? Yeah, and then if Prince's Prince's um, singles or whatever it was, like the ultimate collection. That was I remember I bought that. That was nineteen ninety nine for three CDs. That blew my mind because that was a lot of oh, money. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. I, yeah, you know, I remember now I recall the box sets are up against yeah. the wall. Oh, and yeah. like, oh, my God, like, is it? Yeah. Now I'm recall, like Pink Floyd, all that stuff was like over $100. And back in the day, 100 oh, bucks yeah. was a lot. But yeah. then he would sell them cheap. And what was his name? Do you remember his name? Dude, I could draw him like to the T. Like, I yeah. remember. 
He looked his, like a, his name is not coming to me. Um, he was always really I, nice. I recall him, and he had I think he had like a, a spouse that was always there. She was yeah. quiet, um, but he was super cool. So, and like the thing I liked about him was that like he would let us kids come in there and just sit there because you had these little yeah. um, listening stations, you know? Like, yes. And remember, do you remember in the <laughs> mid nineties when that was like a thing, like Sam Goody put, put them in stores where, like where you could listen to the music. And yeah, because like the thing was for a kid back in the day too, is like, imagine spending $20 on a CD yeah, and just like, well, there's gotta be another song on there that I like. And then yeah. to your dismay, there isn't. And you just blew $20 when you could have spent yeah. What was the single price back in the 90s? Like $1.99? Yeah, I think so. And like, yeah, because you could get it on the single. It was either mm-hmm. $1.99 or maybe $2.99 if it was like a really big single. But I remember, mm-hmm. or maybe, yeah, it was probably $1.99. Um, I remember I bought the Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit single. Wish I still had that. I don't know where that Same. went. Same. I have mine. Did you get it? You have it? Even in his youth, yeah. That was incredible. Uh, B-side. And because like... That was what you could get easily was the single. You yeah. couldn't get the album yeah. that that yeah. fall season. And I yeah. remember, yeah, finally getting. I can't actually remember where I got the album, but I do recall getting the cassette single at the Sam Goody, which I eventually worked at at the Plymouth Mini Mall, which nice. is now Fye, which still has yeah. the same carpeting, which still has the same <laughs> tile, which yeah. still has the same <laughs> urine stained like colored yeah. walls. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, getting that cassette, you know. Um, back in the day was a big deal. Like for, like, I remember too, um, it sounds weird, but I mean, it's the truth is like, I remember sometimes getting a cassette tape and being overwhelmed, not with <laughs> the musical content, but yeah. the smell of how the, the liner notes plastic. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it's something, it was like a, I remember one time I opened up um, Bon Jovi's New Jersey album yeah. and it yeah. smelled like a, like cologne or something and then <laughs> yeah. i recall the other time it happened was when i bought pearl gems 10 cassette oh, and it smelled yeah. like it felt like i was getting high off the plastic and wow. like i sometimes um will have uh, that's that sense dysplasia where like i'll be out somewhere and i'll smell yeah. it but i can't identify <laughs> yeah. like with the cassette <laughs> looking for a cassette tape but they were covered yeah. in items so i guess it's like yeah. stuck somewhere in my brain yeah the sense of uh, smell so. And like the um, the overall feeling of yeah, yeah, just sitting alone with music, you know, <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. You, you so still like have all, when, yeah, go ahead. I still have all those cassette tapes. Yeah, yeah. you you lost yeah. them. I have most of them. I have Pearl Jam ten over here. It's next to REM, Out of Time, and Fugazi Repeater. I, yeah, I kept all my cassettes. That's awesome. Yeah, and you have all you have all the um the notes too as well. Some some yeah. Them, so the, this the, like I have just the cassette. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that when you that like happens. you would lose yeah <laughs> yeah or you have just no the such case thing. and you don't have the cassette yeah and it, like it yeah. felt like you really like didn't really have the whole product you know what i mean yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah, yeah the I, whole yeah. process of like music in the early 90s especially uh, i was just i had a podcast with wendy rollins and we were talking about um rem and my perception of rem was like they weren't just a band. They were like a religious organization that you could join because their yeah. music was like otherworldly. Yeah. To, 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 to um, yeah. and like the whole idea, like too, like, like when we were teenagers that they had been doing their thing underground, remember like the whole like eighties, yeah. like yeah. version of yeah. REM 
and yeah. like you know bands like U2 coming out and being like oh this band like I wish that um I had seen REM for, for you of all the bands yeah. that we grew up with which one do you wish that you had seen the, the most Nirvana, Nirvana same dude God. yeah that's the one that got away um let's see I could have went too it was the Armory yeah Wednesday night yeah. my mom was like there ain't no way you're going you got school the next day yeah. and like yeah. I didn't need to go to school that next day, Neil. You know, yeah. I, mean? I, really, yeah, I know. I, I don't. I I don't remember ever having the chance. I don't remember knowing that they were coming or ever like. I think I. I think I started going to shows mostly in like 1994. So that yeah. you know, he died. In, what was your in first April show? 94. Well, my first show ever that there was a few. Let me think. I'm gonna mute it for just a. Sorry, my dog might bark. It's okay. You, it's okay. I have a dog too, as well. Cool. And my son may come okay. in. We don't mind distractions. Cool. Oh, okay, the listeners, cool. <laughs> they're going to have to deal with it. I don't ask yeah, anything yeah. from them. I, I don't want yeah, you yeah. to subscribe. I don't want you to do anything. <laughs> I just want you to listen and live your life accordingly. Cool. <laughs> right. I appreciate it. So, wait. Um, so, what was yeah, the first so my one? First one was Genesis. That must have been at the oh, Spectrum. That's awesome. That was great. That was on the We Can't Dance tour. And then the second one was U2. That one was crazy. That was U2 and I think uh, the Disposable Heroes of Hypocrisy. And then oh, wow. I forgot about that. That was, that, that was at Veterans Stadium, I think. And then the third one, which was probably the one that blew my mind open, was um, either Blur at the Trocadero or Super Chunk at the Trocadero. And those both oh, would have wow. been 1994. Both, those both were, were great. Yeah, they were um, great. What was your sequential, So the sequential order of my top three think about it, it's pretty cool so my first concert was the bethlehem uh stabler arena uh sound garden the super unknown tour nice. then second concert dookie at the philadelphia convention center wow. on yeah. green day that was uh, which was just yeah like they were at the height of that popularity yeah. of that album yeah. and uh that album holds up too holds up dude yeah, Hold, it just celebrated incredible. i think 30 years right or yeah i think so however old we are now 30, yeah maybe time. 25 <laughs> Yeah. And then the third was Stone Temple Pilots at the Man uh, for the Purple cool. album. And the Meat wow. Puppets opened. That's awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. That's it was really so cool. cool. And there was a thunderstorm, <laughs> I never forget. Like, But I, I, saw, I was so happy that I got a chance to see Stone Temple Pilots twice. Yeah. And still to this day, when I saw them for the number four album. Yeah. Yeah, it was number four, 2000 maybe. At the Spectrum, the old Spectrum. It was the best live wow. performance I've ever seen. Because he was so on fire, dude. He, he wow. literally like left left the stage at one point and went up not to the 100 level but like all the way up into the 200 <laughs> level like it was just madness and wow. i really like the bass player for um for them yeah uh, yeah robert he's really good oh yeah they're awesome yeah but, wow yeah i miss shows <laughs> i know uh yeah. I, I saw uh, a band outside yesterday at the oh, ambler nice. music festival it's pretty cool the energy oh. was still there you know but I miss uh, those big shows, you know, like, the yeah, concerts. I'm not ready to go back to one of those yet. No, not quite yet. yet. I'm hoping soon. <laughs> I know. I mean, people need to get vaccinated, you know, so yeah. you can go to concerts. I mean, if that's yeah. not the reason to, to get the vaccine, but I, I'm not exactly. here to tell people what to do. I mean, with music, though, the back then in that day, yeah. I also like, as I said at the beginning, like you played music as well. And you were in a band yeah. with my friend Topher. Yeah, uh, the band was called Dole because the the bass player's name was Dave Bull, right? Yeah. Bull and then Dole. Yeah. Also, like the whole idea of Dole with the banana, the Velvet yeah. Underground. I thought there was other meaning, you know. But no, yeah, that was never a meaning. I don't think I knew the Velvet Underground for years after that. 
<laughs> really yeah it's it was a weird weird thing but i i love you were, you were good that, yeah. you were really good you had great oh, tone good lyrics i think you had a song called bliss right my gosh i don't even i think no bliss was dave's band after i think okay so yeah. there is fragments oh. of memory yeah yeah, yeah. bliss okay. was the band with um justin and andrew that he did like probably a senior year of high school i have their okay. demo tape they were do you, incredible. Do you have dull demo tapes? <laughs> uh, we do. I don't have any, I don't think I have any uh, actual cassettes, but Dave Bull has most of the recordings. We've been talking about giving them up on Bandcamp. That might happen someday. I should, man. Be yeah, awesome. that'd be fun. And then yeah. we'll do like a dull reunion on the Bobcast. Would be that awesome. would be great. That would be so uh, fun. <laughs> can we talk a little bit about um, yeah. like what it was like, uh, not only listening to music back in the 90s in high school, yeah. but then being in an environment where our high school had many different bands and there was yeah. live performances, yeah. gong shows. Uh, oh, my God. What, what's your recollection of that time? I think my recollection was, well, I had no musical ability. I had no training. My brother showed me a few chords on the guitar. So I have to thank my brother, Dean, for that. And, and then when I met Dave, I think we met in like gym class, gym class, Dave Bull. And he, you know, uh, just asked me to play basketball. We played some basketball. He's super tall. So I was intimidated. He was known as kind of tall Dave sometimes. And, but mm -hmm. just one of the night, you know, Dave, like one of the yes, sweetest, mm -hmm. best dudes ever. And he was like, oh, you know, you're into music. I'm into music. Let's start playing. And then, you know, of course you, you want to form a band. And then you have to save up and you have to get a guitar and then you have to get the amp and the pedals. But what was great about that time is you just had, it felt like you just had more time then. So it was just like, that was, you went home, you did your homework, then all you would do is listen to music, watch MTV, play the guitar. And then, mm -hmm. like you were saying, like we could go, like we had a gone, we were very lucky. Our school was, I think, awesome. PW High School, Plymouth Weimarsh High School. Um, we had great teachers. Um, we had, I, I felt like we did. Um, and then we had extracurricular, like the gong show. So like, yeah, Dole played, I think once or twice, but, um, yeah. what do you remember about the, about the gong show? I just remember you guys ripping it and being like super jealous <laughs> and be like, damn dude, look at these guys ripping it. They got songs because at the time I hadn't really developed song structure. I was just becoming into my own with the guitar yeah. too as well. And like just the whole idea too, like, you know, like going home, watching MTV, like it, it was just music all the time all really the time. i mean all the time the and whole then, idea too that music television i know people like make fun of it and stuff but the whole idea behind it was just i mean like like i remember like the coming home and watching total request live or like yes. countdown yep. videos yep. and like rooting for a video and like yeah being disappointed <laughs> like when a video would like fall out you know like <laughs> i remember too like um just like the whole idea of the bands in high school too and like you know like there were so many of them i mean there was plump yeah. timmy yeah there was dole there was phaser yeah there's a band that i was in called delta nine there was yeah. um lead uh, tandem or, or um god names escaping me right now but i mean i remember like playing i remember we played one show mm-hmm together but then i remember another time you guys performed and you then added chrissy sparrow to chrissy. the mix yeah chrissy and was that awesome. was super cool because she took center stage i remember yeah. yeah and you guys were flanked on either side and it was yeah. just cool as shit 
I think the song was an F2 and she just murdered it. I remember like, <laughs> weird like memories of it. Well, I her, think that actually, yeah. I was in stage crew, Neil, when that, whatever that was, wow. that performance, nice. I was up in the, yeah, <laughs> whatever it is, the cat, you know, catwalk. Well, Chris, you guys, yeah, you know. she blew my mind because her and Debbie and do you remember Hannah? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, the, like they were like Debbie and Chrissy had a zine. I think it was called Marmalade. And then it was called That's right. Yeah. And then they changed it to Queen Mab. And she's just like, I met her and she's like, oh, here's my zine. And then I'm like reading it. And it's all these bands that I also love, but then also more bands that I never heard of. And like, how is this girl in our high school? She's mm -hmm. the coolest person ever. And then like, then she's also writing songs in her bedroom. Like, okay, she has to be in the band. So that was so cool. Like, yeah, just, you know, I, I the idea of just somebody who already had like five amazing songs that, you know, we could just be like, oh, that's our, that's our song. Now. <laughs> how long was the, so like my murkiness is like, how long did Dole last for? I mean, I want to say at least a couple of years. My memory like all is all of high school. Or like it broke up probably, junior year, or sophomore. Like I can't recall. Probably from like sophomore to senior year. I'm guessing. I don't even remember. Did Dole continue after? Yeah, um, we we probably broke up senior year. I'm guessing. Um, because of I, I, I'm fascinated by it. To be honest, because of just honestly, I think probably just because of you know quote unquote musical differences. <laughs> I think it. like, I think uh, I, I you'd have to ask Dave or Chrissy. They probably have a better memory. I think maybe just. Well, we will when we have the uh, the yeah, reunion show. We need we'll to, get Chrissy I, too. I, yeah, I honestly don't even remember why or how, but I remember it being really hard and sad because I think every band breakup, like it's the center of your like whole universe in your brain. Yeah. And so when that's ending, you're like, this is the worst thing that could ever happen. Yeah, I've experienced it uh, yeah. on a grand scale. <laughs> I remember <laughs> yeah. the bed like being sprawled out in the bed. Like, no, it really is over. But yeah that's also the greatest part about being in a band is that feeling of being in a band that works. Um, it's weird. Like I've been in bands that, you know, have great chemistry and I've been in others that don't have great chemistry. And it's weird how like lucky you are when you fit in with like the right people. Well, it's, it's a really, it's a hard, you know, equation to hit each time. I'm sure for you being in a band was like a family. Yeah, without that dysfunctional family, without like a, that's the, yeah. the best. Yeah, because yeah. it's also too, it's hard to like as you're an art. Like I, I tend to think, and I didn't figure this out until much later in life that there's two different types. There's musicians, and then there's artists who also play guitar <laughs> or yeah. also yeah. play bass, right? Yeah. So for me, I was an artist, not a musician, and the other guys in the band very much were musicians, mm -hmm. and I was just an artist applying an artistic aesthetic to it. You know, like. Mm -hmm. Whereas I, I couldn't pick up bass lines, I could come up with really cool bass lines. Yeah. Nice. And uh, <laughs> I used to like think that that wasn't, I wanted to be more musical, but now I realized that no, that's what you're supposed to do when you're an artist is to, you know, come in through the back door with something. And that's the difference between the two. And like, I guess that was like the dysfunction of my family. Like, I got it's weird, you know, yeah. but I mean, yeah, well, being bass in a band. Is awesome. <laughs> It, it being in a band is tough it's a, it's yeah. a really tough thing i like band movies and i like band books <laughs> yeah. what's your favorite band movie band movie or doc oh. hmm. you know my favorite probably fictional movie one that just came to mind is almost famous is up there mm -hmm. that's a great one and, and then you really for get a, it right yeah that was a fun one and then documentary did you ever see the devil and daniel johnston that's a no great i should one. watch that though 
Is that on Hulu? I think it might be on one of those, but it's about that musician, Daniel Johnson. It's excellent. Mm -hmm. The one that Kurt made the shirt of, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy how Kurt would make shirts and then like make people anonymous with the piece of um, clothing. Favorite. um, What's dog? Do you ever see Dig? The story yes. of uh, the Brian Jonestown massacre. Yeah, you've seen it. Fascinating. I love it. So good. So good. <laughs> That's my favorite doc movie. I think I, I I highly recommend that to all musicians. What just was your takeaway the, from that movie? Ah, uh, my takeaway was like the the so like as I mentioned in the podcast earlier, it was like the jealousy factor of like watching a band. Like I was full of my in my life. Then it wasn't like um. It, it, like it, being jealous of another band is just you know it, it's unhealthy but mm-hmm. also having a rivalry like you know what i mean i guess that yeah. like makes things good like all this but like i remember downtown harvest was always competing with like fat city reprise or like you know other bands in philadelphia yeah and there was always a con like, you know like conflict but i mean yeah i think that, that is what drives bands too as well is is the conflict I agree. So yeah. So like the Brian Jonestown massacre and the Dandy Warhols, like you know they had this unhealthy thing, but also too like bands need each other in a way. Like I, it's it's hard, but I I love it just because it's like it shows how crazy people will go <laughs> to get their music out there. You know, like the whole process of like, being a songwriter is just nuts if you think about it, right? Yeah, cramming out something to share with the world. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I yeah. It's wild though, if you think about it, right? I mean, but I like that doc. And then, as far as like uh, band movies go, that I really like one was famous, but I feel like there hasn't been one yet that really, really gets it right. As far as like all the the rock yeah. books I've read and stuff like that. Do you read yeah. any rock bio books or anything like that? Or not too many these days. I'm not a huge reader. I love recommendations though. I'd love to. If there has there been one that you liked recently, or i haven't read a good one in a while but i mean i like scar tissue ketis was good the original dirt the movie is terrible compared to Monty yeah. Cruz's book the dirt it's wild yeah um hammer to fall is pretty good i've read all the nirvana books and all of them were equally as depressing they all end badly <laughs> you know what yeah I mean? like, yeah the the first one i thought was the best um the one by michael azarad mm-hmm. um, which come as you are yeah. which was yeah. supposed to be authorized because yeah i forget the ramifications of it but i feel like it yeah. might as well have been because he definitely did a lot of interviews he did with, yeah, yeah he did with kurt yeah but yeah I, I was talking recently i was like wondering like what would kurt think of like instagram and what would kurt think of like you know tiktok like would he use it for his art or would he not be online <laughs> i have no idea i'm, I'm fascinated yeah it is a fascinating thing to think, like, what would he be up to if that didn't happen to him? And like th- th- that kind of was the, like, the, the weird thing was that happens in a moment in our lives where like we are young teenagers. Yeah. And I remember like, I don't think I've ever really properly recovered from it because it was so like, yeah. what, oh. you know, like, yeah, that was he's hard. dead. Yeah. He's dead. Like, what? how does this happen you know and i had no clue until i was older like what heroin really was you know yeah but then when you yeah. looked at the pictures like uh, yeah. the last music award show he was at he he looks high as shit dude he was gaunt yeah yeah he, he really had he had burned his forehead too a couple yeah. of weeks prior for the video mm-hmm. puts a cigarette ash cigarette out in his forehead because she wanted him to look a certain way for the heart-shaped box video yeah in the heart-shaped box video his hair is going the other way on purpose to cover up the actual like uh cigarette burn oh wow but, i never knew that yeah, he was he was to- he was tortured so i've read yeah. the last book i read i think that was the most revealing was um 
Serve the Servants, which is written by um, uh, not David Geffen, Danny Gold. His, yeah. Um, and that was really good. That was really yeah. good because it's like, it was like their manager, you, maybe. Or, exactly. Yeah. Some, something to do AR, with something AR. like that. But he knew a lot of stuff about Kurt that I'd never knew before. But it is just, uh, you know, I mean, people come out and they say that like she did it, he did it. It doesn't make a difference to me. I mean, he's still dead. You know what I mean? Like, what is your recollection of like, where were you like when you found out? I think I probably heard on MTV or someone told me. I'm not sure if it broke before school or after school, but I just remember. I remember talking with Dave Bull on the phone and be like, he did it. He's really dead. And like, that was, you know, it, it sounds strange to say it now because, you know, I don't know why, but it just, it, you know, he was like Kurt Cobain for a lot of us, I think was almost like a friend through his music. So you know, down, yeah. if you yeah. had not had, a, if you had not really lost anyone before or had a big death, like an immediate in, in your immediate family that's like pretty much as close as we could come at like a very you know tender age of we were probably like 13 when that happened 12 13 yeah. 14 mm -hmm. so like um that's really crazy and so it was hard it was like very emotional for me yeah, yeah it was i was in all weekend i called in the wdre i still have the cassette wow. tape recording of when i was on the radio it was wild it, wow you know, it's it's such a weird um moment i always thought it would be interesting to do a movie about that weekend yeah you know about like yeah. not that but like somebody's yeah. life according to like you know yeah that one weekend you know like whereas yeah. the world like jfk weekend like you know everyone stayed home whatever like for a lot of people in the 90s mm -hmm. that was a dark ass day you know yeah. and like it's weird really I'd, yeah I'd think back to like the people you know, did she did she do it? Did he, she have something to do with it? It's just like I, yeah. I don't want to do that stuff no more. I used to watch yeah. all those films and stuff. And oh, I was I like, know. if this is there's no rabbit hole, I don't want to go down no more. It's yeah. just you know the internet with conspiracy theories is insane because they really just spiral. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, he would hate that probably. He yeah, would hate the the whole he, the you can't protect protect your um your your own personal life, but maybe he would exploit it. Who knows? But what do you think? Speaking of exploiting, what would uh well possibly? What do you think of like you know like five years ago there was like a big twenty fifth anniversary reissue, and then coming out this year of Nevermind, there's like five cds eight lps like yeah do you think he would be i don't own them that? i don't yeah. own any of these new yeah. things uh, yeah, they're like three hundred dollars uh, each <laughs> i just i nirvana is more than just uh i mean it probably happened yeah maybe five seven years ago is when i first started seeing the nevermind shirt at h&m and stuff like that and it was yeah. like oh they're they're back yeah. fashion wise yeah pop culture and then like the guitar hero thing came out she didn't want him on there but he's on there yeah and then you know, it's a business, really. I mean, people yeah. make money off of it. So yeah. I don't buy this stuff. I don't know if he would buy it. Yeah. I tell you what I would buy, though, Neil, without a doubt. It's yeah. tickets. To, I, I, <laughs> before, like, the pandemic, I was hoping for sure that Nirvana would tour. Yeah. Like, with Joan Jett, like, or, like, oh, uh, yeah. or St. Uh, Vincent. Vincent. Yeah. Oh, God, it'd be so good. That would be I'd awesome. Pay, I'd pay, I'd pay yeah. $300 for that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. But just the whole notion. Like, I, I remember... Um, they played the rock and roll hall of fame and then uh nirvana went across the street to like some bar and like i read this like thing on reddit about a a band that was like playing that bar that night yeah. and it was like yeah. you know they had pay to play and they were told you're off the bill 
you're yeah. not getting paid nirvana's on the bill tonight <laughs> can you imagine yeah <laughs> i would like, demand can, like you know tickets, can we at least like, open for nirvana please like uh, yeah can you imagine yeah. dude like by the way you're opening for nirvana but <laughs> yeah that would be the ticket that i would, I would want to see the most yeah the last concert i went to see i think it was back and that was like Ooh, nice. before the pandemic how was that guitar player was too loud to oh. be honest with you 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 ever what go to a concert of, and like something's like yeah. off you're like oh yeah. i can't enjoy this now oh uh, what style was he doing a whole like all his hits or was it like one album he well yeah it was um i've seen him five times so i've seen all the iterations of like his madness and this yeah. this version was um a mix of all of it really yeah cool. he did some acoustic but then he did some of that new age stuff and I had met him at Lollapalooza in 1990. So remember when Nirvana was supposed to yeah. play Lollapalooza? Yeah. And then she she played, I think, instead. Which yeah, and I think Smashing Pumpkins, maybe. Like Sonic Youth. Or... It was Sonic, Sonic Youth. Youth. Okay, was yeah. it was 90s. So I was at that okay. one. Yeah. And um, Beck played the main stage, and then Beck played the side stage. And I remember yeah. seeing Beck play um, some of the tracks off. Um, mellow gold yeah. what's the one about satan wants to give me a taco or something yeah but i met him after i met him afterwards and right. he honest to god i went up to him i'll never forget like i had my ticket and i was like can you sign my ticket and he signs it and he looks at me with just bloodshot red eyes and um signs it and then rips the ticket in half and he takes the stub and he puts it in his front pocket and says this is my receipt and I still think that this to this day that was the coolest interaction I ever I mean, had. That's with so a, you know. Yeah. Have you wow. met any celebrities and asked for uh, like yeah, their autograph, like a musician or anything like that? It's such a weird I've, thing. I've right? had like a couple. A kid, yeah, it was Covenant, but now. Oh it's, my! Oh yeah. yeah. Probably I've had a few just interactions, but no, never you know long conversations with you know a lot of very famous musicians. Speaking of Stone Temple Pilots, I, I did meet um Scott Wyland. Uh wow. Scott, yeah, just briefly uh, in LA. He was very nice. Um and then I was I was surprised because I thought he might be more of like a rock star just in everyday regular life, but he was mm -hmm. like very, very down to earth. Where'd you meet him at? I, I used to work at a school um in LA that was called Echo Horizon School. It was like in Culver City. And um okay. yeah he so I think his fiance or his wife's son went there and uh, i was like an assistant teacher so like oh, cool. there was like a fundraiser and he was there and just you know but yeah when you see him in that context it was like odd because like oh that's just a, a you know stepdad <laughs> like yeah. a regular yeah. guy yeah but he was nice uh that's pretty cool other than that probably the one that i'm most in awe that i got to meet just for like a brief moment was elliot smith do you like Elliot? Oh, Smith? wow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He was, yeah. I met him outside the truck, just, you know, just as a fan, like waiting outside and, and he just like, oh, that's said cool. Hello. Yeah. I just yeah. said hello and great show. And that was, that's the extent he was like, thank you. <laughs> yeah. It, it is <laughs> nice to give a band, you know, like yeah. props after a show or something like yeah. that. Some, some of them actually still need it. Some, yeah. still, you know, they still need that uh, recognition. I think so, so. Yeah. So musically, like, you know, in high school, like you, you did those things and like when you moved to LA, you did continue um, to play in bands, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I played in bands uh, in L.A. So I moved to, to L.A. Um, with, uh, you know, my then girlfriend, now wife, uh, Andrea. And mm -hmm. uh, you know her. Yeah. Yes, I do. We went to high yeah. school. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, we lived in L.A. And I started a band called History of Manners there. And that was that was my last band that really, like, played shows. And we put out a 7-inch 45 single. Which nice. I still have copies of. Yeah. So uh, that was fun. Did you... Um... Have you considered playing again? I, I have. I've been 
I've not been picking up the guitar as much as I should. You would think like during the pandemic, I, I would have. So it's kind of on my... No, no shame here. No shame yeah. Here. Bucket list but you have been doing... You, do you do like... You enjoy the mixtape process as we talked about earlier. And yeah. you still do like DJing and stuff like that yeah, too, as still, well. I have a radio show uh, mm-hmm. here in, in uh, Morro Bay, California. And I do that Saturday nights from five to seven. And uh, yeah, it's super fun. It's called Soundburger. <laughs> that's a killer time slot too by the way five yeah. seven on a saturday i love it because it's if you know if you're in california it seems to be the time that mm-hmm. you know you might be like making dinner or if you were going to be going out like it's before you've gone out so it's kind of nice yeah it's a perfect i love that time period of uh, saturday for yeah. some reason the five seven um yeah. but that must be so you get to do that each week you prepare yeah. each week yeah. um, playlist still. You're still yeah. doing your thing. Yeah. And like that whole aspect of like, uh, I haven't done live radio since the last time. only time I did. I mean, I've been get a guest, but I did do live radio at Monka, which I guess oh, doesn't really nice. count because it was like just no, through the does. school. But it was so exciting. You <laughs> yeah. know, it's so exciting it's to be thrill. live. I wish I could do this live, but I mean, yeah, no, the ramifications of it is you got to. <laughs> this is free zoom yeah. zoom allows this but yeah i know um, <laughs> it's great well I, can can anybody of my listeners listen to that show too if there's is there a link you could send me yeah if you go to centralcoastradio.org org and so okay, you cool. can, if you miss the show every show is archived on that website for two weeks oh cool and i would give big ups to all the djs any dj just tune in you'll you'll love it it's like one of those old school type radio stations where they're just letting us play whatever we want and so cool it's great because there's no you know like commercial you know we don't have advertisers saying you have to play this or don't play that and so here's pink floyd with dark side of the moon for the yeah 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 it's fun to listen to music where like excuse me on the radio where it's like un like you know filtered and you just get it you know the the same way you went through spotify but like live through a human being and their tastes like i i like i like that and not the corporate you know entities like controlling our yeah um it was super great to check check in with you and uh have you on a guest here on the show um i'm glad that you started off your day with a a podcast uh there's nothing quite like it there's nothing quite like talking about music because it is infectious Um, i love it thank you i have to have you back on the show thank (laughs) you yeah i appreciate it anytime you're now back on the show let's 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 look forward to that dole reunion let's put the the feelers out there (laughs) i really want to do that show uh you know to reclaim the glory of the 90s yeah but um Thanks again, Neil, for being a yeah, guest on the show. Thank you, Bob. And next time you're in California, hit me up. I will, man. I've been trying to get back there since 2011 was the last time I was there. It definitely is hypnotic. Awesome. But once again, thank you. Uh, yes. My name is Bob. You too. And this has been another episode of Bobcast. <laughs>